everyone. On this Sunday morning, we give thanks to God that we can be here together to worship our sovereign Lord and Savior, and that we may echo the words of Psalm 66, shout for joy to God all the earth, sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. We warmly welcome all those worshiping with us today, and we pray that we may be encouraged by the good news of the gospel. Church Council has the following announcements. There is a consistory meeting scheduled for Monday, November the 2nd at 7.30 p.m. The Lord willing, all matters for the agenda must be received by the Clerk of Consistory by Monday, October the 26th. This coming Tuesday, October the 20th at 7.30 p.m., ARPA Canada will be hosting their fall tour in our church building. Please check your email or ARPA Canada's website for more information. And on October the 31st, the Lord willing, our church will be hosting a Reformation evening at 7.30 p.m. Please check the bulletin for more information. And this morning's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vince Bronson. And in preparation for worship, we will praise our God with a singing of Psalm rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 96, stanzas 6, 7, and 8, a psalm that calls us to herald 
the Lord as our King, to rejoice, to know He is coming, and He comes to judge the living and the dead. Psalm 96, stanzas 6, 7, and 8. submit our lives to the ten words of the covenant as we read them in Deuteronomy chapter 5 starting at verse 6 I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery you shall have no other gods before me you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant 
or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, and you shall not commit adultery, and you shall not steal, and you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. And our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us this same law, giving a summary when someone asked him what is the greatest commandment. He summarized it as loving. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now we'll respond by singing together Psalm 25, stanzas 4 and 5, in which we recognize the greatness of the law and its importance in our life, and also confess our sins and ask the Lord for his forgiveness in prayer. Psalm 25, stanzas 4 and 5. As we have prayed 
together singing that the Lord may forgive our evil doing. He responds with a gracious message in 2 Corinthians 5. We can be reconciled to God in Christ. For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. And we'll respond, we'll pray together, thankfulness to the Lord. Gracious and almighty God, we praise and thank you that when we turn to you in humble repentance, you hear our confession of our sins. You know very well our struggles. You know very well our weakness. You know it even better than we may know for ourselves. We thank you, Father, that we may remember the, the gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ. You made him sin. You made him a sin offering, bearing all that we have said and done and thought and against you and against our neighbor. You placed the burden of your wrath on his shoulders so that we might have the forgiveness of our sins. We praise you, Lord, for this gospel message. And we pray that, again, as we turn to your word, as we hear that word proclaimed, that you will equip your servant in this place with all that he needs to clearly and boldly repeat what you have revealed to us. Also as that comforts us in Jesus Christ. We ask that you will work powerfully in our hearts by your Holy Spirit. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. We'll read together now from two passages uh, in the New Testament. We'll read Revelation, or we'll read the order a little different. 1 Peter 4, and then we'll read Revelation 14. 1 Peter 4, starting at verse 12. We'll read 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 19. Beloved, Do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory And of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or a thief, or an evildoer, or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, 
What will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. And then we'll also turn and read together from Revelation 14. Many connections between the visions in Zechariah and the book of Revelation and the gospel revealed therein. We'll read Revelation chapter 14. The first uh, 13 verses. Then I looked and behold on Mount Zion stood the Lamb and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one could learn that song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. It is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. It is they, these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for God and the Lamb, and in their mouth no lie was found, for they are blameless. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Another angel, a second, followed, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who made all nations drink the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night, these worshippers of the beast and its image, and whoever receives the mark of its name. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. As far as the reading of Scripture, we'll now sing together Psalm 50, stanzas 1, 2, and 3, another psalm that explains how the Lord uh, comes as a judge, a judge of all the earth. Psalm 50, stanzas 1, 2, and 3.